Welcome to Confessions of Alexa Max podcast. My name is Alexa and I am here with Mr. Lane. So let's talk about sex work and sex workers. Um, do you personally know anyone in this industry? Um, yeah, so I, I have some friends who um, are sex workers, SWs, and um, they've done a variety of different things. Some of them... Um, or cam models. Mm -hmm. Some of them uh, were actual escorts. Some of them were um, phone sex operators oh. and just across the gamut. And uh, also a lot of dancers, um, strippers, mm -hmm. um, just in general, I just have, and it's not that I gravitate towards those things. I just have a lot of friends. I just know yeah. a lot of people and um, you know, they all, all come from a variety of backgrounds, uh, men and women included. And um, you know, it's, saying sex work is work is, is empowering, but it's also kind of speaks to how capitalism works in the first place that, yeah, it's just a job. Um, and, and people tend to demonize it by saying it's immoral. Um, but that's subjective. Morality is a subjective term anyway. Um, but we can talk about that. So yeah, let's get into it. Um, so what, Tell me a little bit about why you started this. Like when, tell me from the beginning, what were your motivations? What did you, what did you, what did you think you would be doing at this stage in your life? And how did you get to being a sex worker? Sure. Um, great starter question. So my friend, one of my friends, uh, we still communicate and whatnot. So um, he found out that I had only fans and then he texted me one day, like, Hey, have you thought about doing this? And I'm like, well, you know, no, I haven't. And uh, like, I was in the point of my life when I had like less than a grant in my bank account. It was, it was like the whole, um, I think it was like the middle of pandemic. And uh, I lived with a, with a friend of mine. And yeah, like he knew, he knew my situation at the time that I was broken, kind of. Um, well, what made you decide to start OnlyFans in the first place? extra money because I was a broke actor at the time and uh, OnlyFans was like a good side hustle good way to make money and uh, just good way to put myself out there basically and uh, basically get paid for my beauty so to speak like just for my you know boobs and other parts of the body and uh, yeah and it was eventually it was very empowering i would say um it like def like the fans definitely were very supporting or you know whoever was on the platform and they're like oh very nice or you know whatever they say um but yeah and i'm like you know what they make me feel confident and yeah and then uh you know i met up with my friend who told me about the sex work and uh, i thought i didn't think of it much in the first place but then I started making money and I'm like, wow, why have I not done this before? This is easy. This is really easy money. You know, I actually got out of debt and whatnot. And yeah, quite enjoyed. Say easy, easy work and easy money. Um, a lot of sex workers, a lot of, you know, people in the industry don't find it's easy. They find it. It's, 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 it's can be difficult and, and draining yeah. at times. How do you find that balance? Like, how do you make it easy? Like what, what's easy to you about it? I think the market that certain sex workers are in, like basically if you're a big city, if you're, you know, pretty smart girl who does, um, you know, who actually like screens class and does the business like in a smart way, so to speak, I think she's not going to have a hard time. But if you're like in a small city with, with families who are, you know, been there for generations, like towns where everybody knows each other, I think that's going to be hard, but I'm lucky that I'm in a market where it's a mixed diversity of races, of LGBT community, married men and whatnot. It does sound, it, uh, sex work is hard, but um, I think it's all about the marketing, how you market yourself. So for any anybody listening right now who may not know more of your background, you obviously have an accent. Where are you, where were you born? So I was born in a small town in the country of Ukraine and uh, my mom she was a mail order bride and um, she met a guy from marriage agency who invited us to come to America so here we are how long have you been in America 12 years 
12 years. Okay, good. That's a context for some of the listeners who who may not know exactly your background. So yeah, we were talking about um, about the money aspect of it. Uh, did you do other jobs before this one? And how did they compare money-wise? Oh, yes. So I worked at Starbucks. Worked at... Got out Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I did work at the grocery store. It was called Dollar General. And then, uh, let's see, Phantom Fireworks. Oh, my God. Like, basically, any job that you can think of, I probably did that. Like, from receptionist to caregiver and... Money-wise, those jobs, they required more time, they required more energy, and they paid way less, like from starting from like $7.25 an hour to $15 an hour. Yeah, $15 an hour is the most I got paid before sex work. And sex work, obviously, can pay from. So the average girls do is like $300 um, per hour, and then uh, it can go up until like Thousand eight hundred is what uh, the highest amount that I found. What's been the um, the highest rate that you've been paid so far doing this? Uh, seven hundred. Seven hundred per hour. Yeah. Okay. So I've had I've had some friends um, who have done it, and they've been around the four hundred dollar and uh, or an hour and a half. Mm, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just that's probably the most expensive of my friends that I've known who've done this kind of thing. Uh, but this person, um, since I don't have permission to, to say what her name is, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to refer, but I will for, say that she is somebody in the adult industry anyway. So she's an adult industry worker and oh, nice. uh, she is, she's so, she's somewhat famous, um, okay. but she, yeah, she, but she's a professional sex worker. I mean, she not only uh, works as an escort from time to time, um, but she also um, performs uh, in uh, videos and, and does uh She's not a feature dancer. She doesn't strip, but she does make movies. Um, and she's made a lot of movies. And she's a Googleable person. You can Google her and say, oh, yeah, I, I know who this is. Um, but anyway, obviously, this is still a taboo subject because it is technically illegal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about this uh, in sort of an open channel. And uh, it's not like creating, um, you know, movies or any kind of like entertainment. It's actual well, parts of it are illegal. I mean, technically, it's not against the law to have a companion that you spend time with um, and you can compensate. That's that is legal. But anything else beyond that is, um, you know, against the law. So how do you deal with that aspect of it? I try to separate, so to speak, the real me and, you know, Alexa. And mm-hmm. um, I know like with, uh, for example, with clients, I always screen them like, uh, for example, like I ask social media profile, uh, selfie with the idea, and of course the positive, which we're going to talk about later. But um, yeah, they that way I can Google them. I can be like, okay, he's not a cop. You know, he's not a serial killer and whatnot. And uh, yeah, because like cops uh, never, they never like provide any info about themselves. And um, so there's that. And uh, whenever, you know, I go out on dates, so to speak, I always try to dress uh, conservative and uh, I always put on a wig so you know just to just to like be in disguise and whatnot yeah and I always go to verified websites on which I promote myself do you have a contingency plan in place to deal with legal situations that you may find yourself in at some point I know a few lawyers who are noble help me out uh but Let's see, I usually like have, you know, baseball bat, gun on standby. No, that's a good question. I haven't actually thought about that. Um, of course, that always worries me. You know, I always listen to my God and whatnot. See if I could end up in a situation like this. But no, something something I need to think about. You know, there, there's a war right now on sex workers and anybody in any kind of and making air quotes here, people who can't see me at home, um, <laughs> the entertainment industry. Um, and that includes uh, dancers, uh, you know, cam models, uh, only fans, girls, um, anybody on a, like a fansly site, anybody that's a paid for um, paid uh, entertainer. And uh, you mentioned only fans earlier, and they recently got into some trouble with their base because they were going to, um, they were going to take away 
uh, aspects of erotica and explicit yeah. content. Um, but then they reversed that decision. And the basis was that there are certain providers, uh, certain um, credit card transaction companies that were going to uh, not again all about OnlyFans because I'm not an expert. I just know, you know, from the consumer aspect of it and um, the content producer aspect is that they were going to uh, take away the right to um, charge with this particular credit company uh, because pressure was put on them by religious groups. Yeah. Um, and it all comes from trafficking. Um, so have you ever had any experiences with uh, the trafficking aspect of it? I mean, is that a reality or, or is that just people talking? No, um, I knew, a, well, I know a girl who actually has been trafficked and arrested for prostitution, but even though she's an escort, but um yeah and basically they didn't help her for a long time and she was fine uh but yeah she just tries to be careful now but trafficking is out there definitely sex trafficking and uh, i just feel bad for um you know those people because they some of them got thrown into this industry and they don't know what they're doing yeah it, it's a it's definitely something that needs to be addressed but and i don't think it's being addressed in in the right way right now i mean um it's it seems like the whole trafficking issue is just a way for religious groups and conservative groups to get a foothold into a way they can control and they've been trying to control porn and explicit content since the 70s since a lot of the stuff first came out i mean you might know about the people versus larry flint uh the movie they made with woody harrelson yeah. Um, Larry Flint, the pornographer, the creator of Hustler magazine, who was um, tried for obscenity several times and then came out on top. Freedom of expression. And let's be clear, too. There's a difference between being a prostitute and an escort. Yeah. Uh, an escort is somebody who's compensated for their time and their activity. So, like, if I was going to go to a, a museum premiere or like a museum event and I wanted somebody to go with me. I could hire somebody to escort me there. Yeah. That's, that's what we're doing. There's nothing illegal about that. If I wanted to inter have intercourse with somebody for money, that's technically prostitution and that is illegal. But if there are two consenting adults, what's the point, right? Yeah. So, all right. So um, let's go back a little bit to what we said earlier. Uh, you were making money doing OnlyFans um that kind of thing were you ever looking at any other like sites uh any other places that you could uh, do that with um i'm thinking about well i registered at many vids and other websites instead of OnlyFans, um just to make an extra income but okay so you, said, website. so you said many vids um are you creating content is it solo content or, or other like performer? Or? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. So I uh, mostly do say 80% of my OnlyFans content is solo. Uh, and then 20% is with somebody else. So like boy, girl videos. Have you considered getting into any kind of like fetish uh, type stuff? I mean, have you any requests for that? I had, yes. Um, I had a guy who was into feet and... Uh, uh, like to put on women's lingerie so that was interesting and then I had um, another person and of course like for their safety and uh, you know I'm not gonna say any names but yeah I had a guy who was into pegging so that was an interesting experience for me I'm like okay I have not done this let's do this and plus I'm getting paid for it so might as well um that seems to be the great big uh joke with the religious right about um homosexuality or, or any kind of um pegging which pegging is not entirely a homosexual act it's not it can be heterosexual but the whole point that you know god put the male g-spot in the anus which is <laughs> kind of, yeah. anyway so uh, moving along that's that's great that you are uh, getting where areas that you can express yourself and continue um, how has the money been comparing the online platforms to in-person activities? Oh, what in, yeah, in-person, that's so much better because on uh, OnlyFans, I would I would say I make average of, say, 180 a week. 
but it can be as low as like 20 bucks a week, whether with escorting or sex work, I, I mean, I would say I make more than a grand in a week with that in-person sessions. So, yeah. So when you've come out to people that you know about this uh, in your personal life, mm-hmm. what's the reaction? What's the, the general reaction been from people? So this is actually interesting because most of my friends are guys and they were very supportive. And uh, let's see, I came out to, well, didn't come out, but um, one person found out. Then uh, I had like a CV date, so to speak, one time, and he was just not supportive at all. And then uh, another person who was a little bit confused, a little bit conflicted, and it was like another CV date, civilian date. Um, oh, yes, for um, listeners, CV date is a date where I'm not getting paid. Um, <laughs> like a regular date. But, uh, right. Civilians <laughs> and there's and people in the industry. There's a difference. Right? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, but most, uh, most of the time, everybody's been supportive. Um, my mom, she was... Um, she was disappointed and sad, but I think, uh, you know, um, when I buy her a house, she'll be like, okay, okay, you do, you, <laughs> you know, you, yeah. you, you do what makes you happy, um, Alexa. <laughs> uh, so that's part of the thing too, people tend to say about, you know, talking about some, like regular dates versus compensated dates. Um, you know, I've always heard the old, the old saying um, is, you know, you take a person out on a date and you pay for dinner, you pay for a movie, you pay for, you know, all the things that you normally pay for with the expectation of, you know, would I, or would I not, are we going to, is <laughs> get it made Right. Exactly. We're, you know, to be blunt here, but then when you have, uh, you know, somebody that you know for a fact that you're going to like, for example, um, the, uh, one place where in, in the United States where it is legal, um, in, uh, Parham, Nevada, for example, mm-hmm. uh, Nevada, it's legal in Nevada, but you have to be a, like a certain, ca- um, capital, uh, there has to be a certain uh, cap on the number of population in the County then to have it keep it legal. So if you can't technically go to Vegas, Las Vegas, and uh, hire someone. You have to go outside the city to uh, the nearby town of Parump, where the brothels are, and work with them. And so that's what they'll say: is they'll, you know, if they pick you up from from the town and drive you out there, they'll say, you know, for sure you're going on a guaranteed date with this person, um, and you know you're going to get laid at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And you be spending a relative amount of money in between if it's a good date and you're not a cheapskate. But I know when I first met you in your personal life, I will say that you and I are personal friends. Um, you you mentioned sugaring really briefly yes. early in our conversation. And I told you about uh, when I was a cam model a long time ago. Yeah. She, uh, for our listeners, I was a cam model for a very short period of time in 2015. Um, and yeah. And so I understand that, you know, it's some people are like, oh, that's cool. Some people are like, oh, that's you know, interesting because I've had to uh, talk to people about my past as a cam model too. Um, and some people have been, you know, have been um, cool with it. Um, my parents were confused when they found out and they found out in the, cra- in the craziest way too. Um, I was staying with them at the time and I had received a check and most of the time I had been compensated through direct deposits, but uh, for some reason something happened and I had to get a check. I wasn't there and, and my dad and I share a name and uh, he thought it was his check. And he was like, why do I have a check for this amount of money? And he had to research why. And he called the <gasps> bank and he, and they said, uh, this is for this account. He's like, what is this for? And they had to basically explain to him what the company was and what they did. Oh, and, I, and after that, they were just like, well then. <laughs> and so, um, you know, my mom, was worried about, you know, other people finding out for my well-being, not for hers, but she doesn't really care, but she went, was worried about people accepting, you know, that I had done this. And my, and my dad was cool. He basically said, uh, you know, I don't care how people make their money as long as they're taking care of themselves and they're being careful, which is, you know, a good way for, I think, a parent to be in the long run. Um, anyway, 
so yes, that's a little bit of our shared uh, background right there. But yeah, so what uh, what are your goals for this? I want to like with this uh, work or yes, yeah. yeah. Um, basically, I just want to be financially independent, financially free. Um, get a house on the beach, preferably, or you know, live abroad. I think that would be really cool, you know, because with the things that's been ha- that have been happening in America, I'm just like, you know what, I- I'm just gonna go back to Europe. Um, but yeah, basically, get a house. Uh, probably get a little house for my cat because I love him very much. Get a um, build like a. So I'm a. I'm like a animal activist, so to speak, like at the level one. Um, Eventually, my goal is to get a sanctuary where a lot of, you know, abandoned animals, a lot of um, neglected animals, abused animals, I basically kidnap them and they will live happily ever after in my sanctuary. Then let's see, um, you know, by the time, maybe like five years into the future, I hope I would get to work on a TV show or you know, have an acting career because uh, I don't imagine myself doing sex work for a long time. Let's see, that's there. That's another goal. Then another goal is to help out my mom um, and get her a place <laughs> to live and, um, you know, keep her close and whatnot. Um, hopefully have a husband uh, by that time. Um, yeah. So I think this is, yeah, let's see, house, husband, uh, take care of mother, and uh, yeah, you know, have uh, have uh, enough of money to basically not worry about money anymore, not worry about being broke. Are you um, meeting with a financial strategist or making any kind of like long-term investment plan to meet those goals? I am uh, investing in stocks and uh, Currently, I'm taking the real estate classes. Um, really? so that would help me save up because real estate agents are pretty, pretty like wealthy. I mean, depending how good they are, depending in their market. Well, I've always been told that real estate is certainly a hustle. And yeah. what you're doing is the ultimate hustle. In fact, it's where we actually get the word hustler from. Hustler. Um, what you can't see people at home, what I'm doing now is I'm, I'm going to IMDb and I'm going to Game of Thrones mm-hmm. because there is an actor on Game of Thrones, actually a couple actors on Game of Thrones who, uh, when they, before the show came out, I'm trying to get the name of this person, before the show came out, one of them was actually a uh, professional um, uh, escort uh, or lady of the night or whatever you want to say. Yeah, and she was hired to be on the show as one of the brothel workers. <gasps> oh, in, um, in uh, you know, we know the um, the uh, yeah, little thing the brothel. And um, let's see what she's in. Who this person was? Make sure I get it right. That is interesting. Yeah, so um, I'm not going to be able to get exactly who it is, but we can pull it up for another show. Okay. She was hired to be on the show, and she became a, a series regular, and she transitioned from that world into the entertainment world. And so there actually, and there actually are a lot of uh, professional actors who have their start in the adult work or sex work. Um, the most famous one that people don't tend to talk about as much anymore because it's been 40 years is Sylvester Stallone. Yes, uh, I was going to mention, yes. Right, yeah, he uh, was it, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the movie he did when he was a struggling, starving actor. And then he but, did a porn like, movie. Or... He did a porn movie, yeah, and he, uh, and I, I saw it years ago just somewhere and I was like, oh, okay. Oh. But um, he, some of the money he earned from that, he's able to put towards the filming of Rocky, which is, you know, what he's known for his independent film, Rocky. Yeah. And um, there's, I mean, you know, Tracy Lord's, you know, is infamous for her career and she's been able to transition, you know, her fame, you know, she was probably the, the original um, reality star uh, where she took her inf- infamy of doing underage pornography 
and then becoming a, a working um, mainstream actress. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of that, you know, in this, this day and age, you had Maitland Ward who uh, worked for the Disney channel on boy meets world for years. And in her, in her, in her 40s, she came out, uh, came, we use the word coming out. She debuted as a, an adult performer uh, with the intention of um, being in adult work and, and, and being an exhibitionist and exploring her sensuality, um, which you know, is important. I mean, it's important to, if you are a sexual person, and it's fine if you're not, because, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's okay to be who you are, um, to be able to express that uh in a healthy manner and you know not have anyone come down on you for it or to give you a hard time yes okay, so a lot of different information out there what are some things you would like people to know about where you're going with this i just want to break the stereotype about how sex workers are you know, taken advantage of, how they're exploited and whatnot. I mean, I know there's like sex trafficking going on, but that's different from sex workers. Like, um, and I just want people to realize that it's not as bad as it sounds. Like if it, um, like, because a lot of sex workers, they're stay-at-home moms. They are, some of them are college students who are saving up for college because colleges are really freaking expensive right now. And uh, um, let's see. Yeah, you know, I just I just want to people to be more accepting of this industry. What is the stigma? You mentioned that there's a stigma. What is the stigma? Stigma uh, that that sex workers are exploited. Well, you said you wanted to end the stigma. Which stigma do you, did you want to end? Like, what is the stigma that you want people to stop? Oh, stop, like, assuming that sex work is bad. And, uh, okay. yeah. Okay. What, what, what would it take for people to accept that more, do you think? The more we talk about it, the more accepting they will be. I feel like they need to keep, like, an open mind about those kinds of things and not get offended by anything because people are getting like, they take things too seriously nowadays and get offended by a lot of stuff. And I think I'm going slightly off topic with this. (laughs) That's okay. Um, What what would you like to see happen in, in the, in the, is it in the media or is it like a, um, a legal thing? Like where, where is the greatest change you need to come from to, to end this stigma? I hope to change people's minds about the industry. And uh, I would love for sex work to become legal thing because it is consensual. I mean, you're not murdering anybody. Well, you know, having sex with a stranger um there are there are things there are situations out there but it's not it's not common at all um and i just you know i just hope that people will legalize it okay are are, are you aware of any efforts of lobbyists to work towards that and i remember the the um free speech fund mm-hmm. or the free speech organization a few years ago. Um, this is gonna be so bad that I have to like go back and look at these references for this <laughs> interview. Uh, it was the Free Speech Coalition was a group of um, lobbyists that helped legalize and keep legal the filming of pornography and some of their work, like they also had legal defense funds set up for people who were arrested for uh, working in sex work mm-hmm. and decriminalizing it. Um, you, sh- you should take a look at that and see if there's any way you can like, you know, meet more lobbyists and meet more lawyers and see where they stand with this because, you know, they, okay, yeah. yeah, people I mean to, if you organize around that idea and, and create a network of people who can research that and help that, then I think you'll go a long way to getting this, that stigma ended. Um, yeah. All right. So let me ask you some more questions basically about what you have in your story. Like what, you talk, we talked about some of the negative aspects of it. What are some of the positive? Like, tell me about some times you've had that made doing this worthwhile. People. 
um, okay. people are very nice because okay so when i first started i met i mean i met nice guys but some of the guys were like stupid and just not respectful but the just meeting people from different backgrounds hearing their stories hearing how they got to you know hire a companion and because uh, a lot of these guys they have marriage problems they um, some of them just work all the time and don't have um, time to get a girlfriend or to go on dates um, let's see uh, second thing is money <laughs> money helps out um, you know pay the bills pay the rent get out of the student debt um, help you save up for the help you save up for retirement and uh, let's see what else what else um I feel lucky and um, in a weird way privileged to be doing this because I get um, more free time towards doing the things that I always wanted to do. Like I, um, the other day, like I took some katana sword lessons and uh, doing, <laughs> doing the regular job, I would never have, you know, had a chance to, or, uh, gosh, I, um, ooh, um, Yes, uh, doing the bucket list wishes because I always wanted to go skydiving and now I actually have money for it. And uh, let's see, money. Yeah, being like financially stable, financially independent, not worrying about, oh my God, how am I going to pay for my rent next month? Um, I don't have those problems anymore. And I noticed that at this work, I never had like real problem or never cried at the job, whether when I worked in the service industry, uh, people, I had to deal with a lot of rude clients or I'm sorry, rude customers. And uh, I, I just remember crying a few times while I was at work and yeah, never happened with this job. Is there a particular is there a particular client experience that stands out that you're willing to talk about or you have the freedom to talk about that would give some context to what your you know average experience is like? Uh, well, um, usually, you know, guys come to me or I come to them. So guys come to me and they either have like a bottle of nice wine or like a gift and uh um, we just chat and, uh, you know, some of them are really, really, really nice. And they ask me about like stuff about me, like, and they actually listen and, uh, um, they, uh, and I love it when they say you're, your pictures don't do justice and you're one of the best, best girls around here. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. And uh, um, oh, also one of the other aspects that I actually get to travel around and yeah, and I love traveling and, you know, um, just like to national parks or uh, um, really nice hotels with the nice pool and uh, yeah, I'm starting to not like trail off all right alexa stay focused come on no, i'm just kidding What's that? <laughs> this, is, this is your interview you can do whatever you want to say whatever you want to and say how how you can say it is up to you alexa um what uh what would you like what would be your ideal date with one of your clients describe that oh if we go to like europe to uh dine in at the very nice restaurant overlooking the Eiffel Tower and um, go to opera I've never been to opera um, the opera the opera not Oprah Winfrey <laughs> so making fun of my accent <laughs> but yes I, I thought you said that at first I was like 
oh, you want to see a taping of her show? I don't think she makes those anymore. And then I, <laughs> I realized you meant the opera, like the Phantom of the Opera or Madame Butterfly or yes. the Flanner Mouse. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, nice dinner. Um, opera. 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 And, uh, oh gosh, maybe like a nice... Uh, a very, very nice hotel that overlooks the entire city and we have fun and whatnot. And it's like very central and, um, okay, get enough topic, get enough topic. Yes, that would be the ideal date. Oh, and we and we do something crazy, like go rescue animals from the zoo and, and or go to a, like a creepy place, like a haunted place. Yeah, that'd be nice. Okay. Okay, so are you? Do you have plans on uh, working in Europe? I mean, you you have your uh, your Asian roots, um, not your Asian as in you you. I see a lot of Asians. Yes. yes exactly. <laughs> I'm just trying to say. I'm not trying to say you are Eurasian. I'm trying to say you have connections in Europe. Are you? Do you have plans on going back to Europe to work soon? Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> once I. Um save up more money once this whole COVID thing clears up, I probably would go to Europe. I mean, you know, because why not? I'm sure people would love to see some cool Russian chicks and uh, just to travel. Like, even if I don't go there for work, I would still love to explore Europe because I've always wanted to go to Europe and think it's a uh, great country well sorry great continent that has a lot of great countries with a lot of history and um just a different way of life what um what are, have you thought about um and you crease <sighs> <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> there's a lot of editing with this um as the very first podcast oh it's okay we'll get over it yeah. so what i'm trying to say is have you you mentioned uh, many vids and you mentioned your OnlyFans. Have you considered getting into the content creation business as another yeah. side hustle to the, the professional dates you go on? Uh, I have thought about, you know, applying as a porn star just for, you know, extra money and why not? Yeah. And I'm still waiting for them to email me because they have not emailed me and i'm wonder why but yeah that's uh that's about it okay what um what companies have you been looking at are you allowed to say i'm pretty sure i'm allowed to say i just can't remember the names i just googled like apply for a porn star and i just kind of researched it and applied have you been have you, do you test regularly uh for stds yes test okay. every month every month okay and is it like a full panel test or is it just like your simple blood test like is what, um, what like full yeah. panel okay i know that i'm asked because a lot of industries a lot, a lot of the a lot of the adult industry companies will only uh, entertain working with someone who has a history of full panel testing um because you know hiv and aids uh is like the most deadly uh disease you can contract from you know sexually transmitted disease and if an industry if, if a performer has that and they get involved and then and it's not caught then it can be a huge problem um especially for scenes and performers who uh work without condoms or any kind of protection um mm -hmm. so yeah, it's just something to keep in mind too um and also too i mean i guess do you you know when you do have um work with clients I, what what are, are they protected do you insist on protection like is that oh yeah you yeah like i uh you know because five minutes of a good time is not worth having um having a disease for the rest of your life so i tell everybody and doesn't matter if they're clean or not um there's always a risk of pregnancy which i had quite a few times but um yeah like uh, i never do bear um it's always protected, like even like for, you know, blowjobs, it has to be covered because, yeah, I only, I only do it bear with uh, one person in my life and I'm not going to say who it is. <laughs> okay. Just, just like with personal. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Do you, uh, how do you, um, which is another question I'm interested in. How do you separate your personal um, love making and, and personal things like that from professional work? Like, is there, is there easy to do that? I, I don't know. So I kind of just get in the zone when I'm Alexa and then, uh, <laughs> I don't know, because I, I know some girls, they act, they like to act like, you know, um, when they're like a Brooke or uh, Ava or, you know, other escort names, they like to act, but I just, I don't know. I just, I'm just me in both of those, but at work, I tell people to call me Alexa and in personal life, like obviously they call me by my real name, but um in personal life, I dress as me, I dress comfortably. In professional life, I dress more sexy. And, mm-hmm. and um, let's see how I separate those. I, uh, I schedule. I love to schedule. I um, organize my schedule. So like 10 to 4, I work. And then after that, you know, do auditions or what else do I do? Oh, yeah, auditions and stuff like that. So speaking of auditions, what does your agency or your representative think about all this? They have an opinion or or what's going on with that? Oh, I hope he does not know and he won't find out because I feel like I will get dropped, dropped out. But um, I had a um, quotation marks manager who found out I had OnlyFans and she dropped me. And I'm like, well, what does this have to do like with me acting and whatnot and uh, i thought it was just very hypocritical of her um but um i was going somewhere with this stuff oh god um yeah i just uh, i told her like hey look i'm broke uh like i was broke i needed money um you know it has nothing to do like this work has nothing to do with me being a shitty actor and whatnot so yeah okay and i hope my future agents will not find out about this either because there is a there is a line if it if it will come out eventually like fine like can't do anything about it so well i mean it's we know you're there's a there's a pretty good chance so what someone once said that if you ever do this kind of thing people are always going to find out like everyone finds out eventually and Mm -hmm whether it's somebody doxing you because they're vindictive or just an accident. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the whole lawyer thing. What's your plan in case this happens? So I guess maybe, you know, or figuring out one of those or maybe having a discussion with, you know, future representation going forward or making a decision that, Hey, I'd like to be this kind of performer and I'd like to do this kind of work. And if you were going to represent me, then you have to accept that. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, there are lots of stars and actors and professionals who do work in both places. Um, like, uh, I remember a couple of years ago, I don't think she does it anymore, but there was a, an actor. Um, oh, well, you know what? I, I'm not going to remember what her name is, so I can't, I'm, I'm not even going to go there anymore. So there are, there are actors who do um, sensuality on camera. Yeah. And they do things you know, after the fact, you know, they've done the work. Like Melissa Benoit is a good example who plays Supergirl for the WB mm-hmm. or not for the CW. The WB's not even around anymore, the CW. But her, her one of her breakthrough performances was on Homeland uh, where she played a uh, potential escort that was going to be hired by the, the, the one of the Saudi princes. And she had a topless scene and it was very a very suggestive scene. But that was, you know, almost five or six years before Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Um, that was actually an episode of Homeland that I was an extra in and I got to meet the cast and crew, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I, I didn't meet Melissa Benoit. But anyway, she was in that and now she's been Supergirl. And so she's even had some leaks where her and her husband um, had some, some okay. pictures of them, you know, while they were engaged in having sex uh, leak mm-hmm. on, a, on a Pornhub. And you can see that and it's, it's good stuff. I mean, but it, the, problem with it, you know, the problem with the fappening and the leaks and everything is that it's not consensual and it's, 
granted it's good stuff, but only good into the point of that it's well done. But on the other side of it, you know, any kind of revenge porn or non-consensual doxing of somebody is, mm-hmm. is the, is immoral. I talked about morality earlier. It's a hard line. You know, you can't support, you know, non-consensual activity of any kind. And that's something yeah. we really got to work for. Um, do you have anybody that's ever tried to do things against your, like your comfort zone or, or your boundaries? Oh yeah. Um, I had two guys who pushed me to do it like all bare and I didn't, I had to like literally kick them out um, of my apartment because I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do it and uh, I'm not comfortable with it. So um, yeah, but then yeah, that's about it. I didn't have like super crazy incident um, where I was like pushed out of my comfort zone. I actually I actually felt more pressured when um, doing anything when I was uh, before I became an escort. So, yeah. So when you um, I, I understand a lot of the dynamics of, of that kind of transaction is a power play. Um, who holds the power in the situation? You or the client? Me. Okay. Yeah, because they're, um, they're paying me for my time. And if I'm not comfortable, I can take their money, keep their money and kick them out. And then uh, because I get to decide what is comfortable and um, um, yeah, like they booked with me. So I can do whatever I want, um, pretty much. But um, you know, I I try to be nice to everybody, and they're nice back. You give what you you know. get, what you give, right? Yes, yes, exactly. Um, yeah. Even if they're rude, I'm still like taking the high road and smile, and you know, like yeah, not not book with them again. So. Do you have somebody that manages your booking or do you do it all yourself? Nope. I do it all by myself. Um, in the future, I probably will hire somebody to, um, you know, to take care of emails, to take care of bookings, uh, because I know, I know a lot of girls do have assistance and, uh, yeah, depends on how crazy my schedule will get, but I like to do everything by myself because otherwise I have to pay them and I don't feel like doing that. <laughs> doing that yet so yeah you mentioned your friend that you started doing this with um who was also your driver yeah bodyguard (laughs) did you um what was that relationship like like how long did did he last working with him what was going on with that so yeah um no he's great he's a nice guy and uh let's see he took um, took care of the texting, took care of emails, and uh, um, he took 40%, but he didn't do, like, proper work. Like, he didn't screen clients. He um, didn't book the hotels I did. Um, yeah, like, he, he didn't really do a whole lot of work. But, um, you know, we still talk, and I uh, it was a mutual decision to, like, look – this is not working. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. And that relationship lasted for like three months, I would say. But I've been doing this for seven months. So. Yeah. What uh, is the difference between doing this and, and sugaring? Because I know you've had oh, yeah. some experience sugaring before. But is this, is this the same thing or is this something different? No. Um, so having a sugar daddy is like getting paid a certain sum per week and you can have sex as many times as you want to and potentially go on dates, but, um, and you have to rely on that person, whether escorting is like, you're your own person. You can, you know, screw whoever you wanted and have sex with anybody, um, while getting paid more and, uh, and whether like with sugar daddy, it's, uh, most of the time it's one person, but um, you can have like four sugar daddies from what I've heard, but 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you, uh, have you ever had any, have you had any experience working with, you mentioned fetishes, a, a few fetishes earlier and like some guys that did cross-dressing and stuff. Have you ever gotten into actually BDSM work? No, not yet. I want to. I think it's a, uh, it would be fun. Okay. Do you, uh, do you, have you done any of that? Well, let me ask you another question. This is the yeah. finish up. We're getting close to an hour here. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the biggest difference between your personal experiences versus your professional experiences when it comes to sex? Like what's the difference? Oh, that's a good question. Because with my professional life, it's like a routine, whether with personal life, it's very unexpected. Mm-hmm. Let's say the, the sex, sex thing. Um, yeah, because like the clients, they know where they're going. They know what they're going to do. I'm going to like give them a drink and then we're going to. <laughs> but then with personal life, it's. Uh... You know, we might watch a movie or we might just cuddle and might have sex. It's always unexpected. Okay. Is there anything you'd like to summarize with this particular interview? Yes. Basically, I just want people to be more accepting, to be open-minded about this kind of work and... It's not as bad as it seems and as uh, it's not as bad as the media makes it because media lies about all kinds of stuff special sex work all right well i uh am mr lane and this is the lovely uh, alexa max with three axes in her name to give you an idea of what she's about no, i'm just kidding okay. that's, that's, you, know, you do have three axes in your name alexa max